Welcome to our another episode of the AFFI podcast. This is actually a back-to-back episode we're offering you today. This is season three, episode five. And we got that down now, Chuck. I think it's all Jerry. Uh, Jerry's Jerry, not with Jerry us again. Yeah, Jerry Jerry's been messing up. I don't think we can have him back. Jerry maybe that's who? maybe that's why we've been getting second place. Mm. All him. Common mm. denominator. Loretta would like that. Yes. Uh, Loretta probably paid me to say that. So uh, today, we're going to be kind of talking about one of our AFFI committees, uh, one of our eight committees, the Consolidation Committee. And with Chuck and I today, we have Art Thompson, our District 5 VP. Thank you. Thank you. Always good to be here. And Mark Kohler, AFFI Data Analyst from Waukegan Local 473. Yeah, that's what they tell me. All right. Uh, Just for a little... uh, cover here just so everybody gets to know who you guys are. Art, you want to introduce yourself, give a little background? All right. Um, I'm Art Thompson. I am a uh, lieutenant in the uh, Barrington Fire Department and the proud vice president of Local 3481. I'm also the AFFI District 5 vice president, and I've been happily doing that for the last six years. And I'm going to introduce you guys here to uh, Mark Kohler. And Mark, take it from there. Yeah, I always love these questions. I never really know what to say other than, hey, I'm Mark. I uh, From legal? I, I'm, I'm Mark from Waukegan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm Mark from Waukegan, uh, Local 473. I was, uh, God, I feel like I've been there forever. It's like 17 years almost, I want to say, I've been on there. And then it's president for, I don't know, almost a decade. And then right as I was wrapping up that uh you guys are gracious enough to uh, recruit me to uh, play with the AFFI. So I've been doing that for I don't even know how long. It's been a couple of years. I, I'm in the data department now, so I'm one of the data nerds, uh, so they tell me. And one of the reasons we hired you is kind of look at this consolidation stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, it was my jam. still is, I guess. Uh, but uh, I'd like to do more of it. So if we can get more guys uh, interested in doing consolidation, I'm... Happy to come your direction and chat with you about it. Yeah, this idea of this podcast is to create some more jam. Yeah, yeah. Well, get, get, get it going. Got to hype it. So Not jelly, jam. <laughs> so uh, the Consolidation Committee is one of our eight standing committees within AFFI. Can you name all eight of them without looking? Well, let's start it. We so, have EMS. Hold on, let me L test it here. There's one. Up the Honor Guard. Two. Consolidation. Three. It should have been the first one you brought up. Four. It should have been, but... Resiliency. Mm-hmm. That's four. Labor history. Five. Never heard of it. Best committee in the FFI. Did you, say, did you say the Honor Guard already? We did say Honor Guard. Mm-hmm. Let me see your list there. So. There you go. We've got the PEC guys. PEC. PEC. Is six. Secondary employment is seven. Privatization. And privatization would be... EMS privatization is one. They're a combo. Human Relations. Human Relations Committee. Human Relations Committee. I thought that was the first one we said. Or did you? No. No, you said EMS. I'll go back and check the tape. Regardless, there are eight standing committees, 
and seven of the eight, not including the honor guard, um, are funded by uh, by convention resolution every two years. And one, two, three. Is there eight? Yeah, that's okay. what I see. Okay. All right. I think we're good. Um, so anyway, each of the conventions or each of the committees are um, formed, actually dissolved, and then recreated by convention action every two years. And then they are appointed by the uh, president of the AFFI. And then shortly after convention, which is typically July-August timeframe every two years, um, the local presidents get notified that if they have any members that are interested in any of these committees, they submit their name to the AFFI, and then they are appointed. Um, and so I assume you have the names of the current consolidation committee members, Art? I do. And uh, in the 2022-2023 consolidation committee, we have Joe Barnes from Lyle Woodridge. We have uh, Mike Kilberg from Country Club Hills. We have Lance Nooses from Rolling Meadows, Scott Crump from Wood River, uh, Jeremy Lane from Bartlett, Matt Delaney from Palatine, Trevor Bansky from Lansing, uh, Nick Scherdelli from Oswego, and Matt Reynolds from scenic Quincy, Illinois. Very good. Art, what's the purpose of the Consolidation Committee? So the purpose of the Consolidation Committee is to a, work with our locals to make sure that when consolidation is considered, it's used efficiently and effectively. And more importantly, that it is not something that is forced upon locals when it's not appropriate. And what would be some situations that locals or departments would be looking to consolidate? So anytime you end up with a funding problem, we may want to start looking at consolidation. When we have a service delivery problem, we may want to look at consolidation. Anytime that working better with our neighbors can cause a better effect for the public and for our membership, we should be looking at consolidation. And when was the committee established? The committee was established in 2008, and it was in response to a... Um, a a study that went out from the DuPage Mayor's Conference in which uh, Chairman Cronin from DuPage County had made an edict that um, consolidation was going to get forced in DuPage County on local units of government. And when this came out, we decided as the AFFI that, you know, a consolidation probably isn't a bad thing altogether, but more importantly, we need to make sure that we and our members are educated on consolidation, and more importantly, make sure that we are the ones driving this conversation instead of having it forced upon us. Yeah, and this consolidation-type uh, models, they've been occurring around the country. It obviously hasn't really taken off much here in Illinois, correct? That is correct. But a lot of our departments have an element of consolidation in them already. And whether it's um, our local up in Gurney working with the Warren-Waukegan Fire District, um, you know, our uh, Libertyville local working with the Rockland Fire Protection District and even Libertyville and our brothers over in Lake Forest working together to cover what used to be Knollwood. Consolidation is nothing new in the Illinois Fire Service, but we haven't seen it to a degree where it really is efficient. Yeah, 
in dimension two, uh, Lyle and Darian's on another level of what are we calling that functional consolidation? I would definitely call that a functional consolidation. And when we talk further about different types of consolidation, we'll see that there is a greater consolidation of efforts when you look at deployment models. But when you're talking about Lyle and Darian, which was one of the first groups that we worked with, um, they were able to come up with a plan that actually closed one firehouse but moved better staffing into a, another station, and that area is better served to this point. It leads our members with better working conditions, safer, a safer standard of staffing, and at the end of the day, everybody wins at a lower cost. Um, Chuck, I wanted to hit you on a mm-hmm. legislative question real quick. Mm-hmm. Just kind of in response, you know, Art mentioned the committee was established in 2008. Along the way to kind of set us up to be successful, uh, to keep consolidation maybe from being forced upon departments and stuff, we passed the Regional Fire Protection District Act, correct? Correct. Yeah, I don't re- recall the year, but maybe Mark or Art has it. Um, and that was... I think was it, it was 2012. 2012. And quite frankly, that that was derived from convention action. And for those listening, um, everything that we do as a, as a state association is driven, is member-driven. And the delegates that are convened at our convention every two years dictate um, over the course of the next two years how the AFI is going to proceed. And that's, you know, through service or education or, or legislation and I believe this was one of the, it was a very broadly written resolution, uh, essentially dictating that the AFI Ledge Committee work with the General Assembly on some form of consolidation. And uh, at the time, I believe it was Senator Terry Link in the, in the Senate that championed um, the, the act. And as you can imagine, there's a number of stakeholders involved in, in something of that magnitude. Uh, but essentially, you know, we were trying to and our art already said it, um, create a system where there's a, a better delivery, um, you know, more timely response, uh, perhaps better staffing or equal or better staffing, um, the same or reduced property taxes and reduction of the duplicative services at the administrative level. And um, you know, without getting into the weeds, uh, a union or unions have the opportunity now through uh, through state statute to to make that happen on their own with, through a referendum. Um, so that that was accomplished. I don't believe anybody's taken advantage of it yet. Um, it is it's it requires a lot of work. Um, it requires a lot of buy-in from both or three or four, however many want to consolidate. Um, but there is an avenue that if the locals locals want to um, find a way to consolidate, then um, there is a way. And I, I don't want to get too off base, but um, if you look at the South Suburban Corridor in the state of Illinois, there's a that's like a ripe opportunity for, um, for fire departments to, uh, to consolidate. And I know the Consolidation Committee has, has been in there and had multiple discussions. Um, it, the, the word consolidation almost has a bad connotation to it. You know what I mean? And perhaps we need to change the name of the, the committee. But a lot of times when people hear 
here's the word consolidation. Um, they're merging libraries or they're merging cities. Champaign and Urbana becoming one city. Um, pension consolidation. We consolidated 650 plus funds into two, uh, two statewide funds. But we're seeing the results of that positive. There, there's a lot of positive that can come from that. And, you know, Mark and, and Art can definitely get into the, uh, the nuts and bolts of the, the, the pros, what we see as the pros. And as long as we have a seat at the table, we being labor, we being union, um, that can help drive the, uh, you know, drive the subject and, and, and find the benefits. So, yeah, in fact, that South Cook area, I believe it was like spring of 2019, we did a summit down there with those guys mm. and just covered, you know, the different uh, opportunities to look at this. And I think at least the AFFI has been taking a proactive stance, establishing the committee, mm. working on some legislation and providing education as we do to try to move this forward a little bit. But it's 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 not an easy thing yeah. to, to push forward. And I think Mark or, or, Mark or Art, or actually it was the – podcast before mentioned local autonomy like we're the state association we can definitely guide and strongly suggest and encourage um but at the end of the day our constitution bylaws at the international level allow local autonomy so i don't mark if you want to talk about perhaps the different levels that you've kind of created the different levels of consolidation or do you want to yeah i mean that's fine um so or say what we Whatever was on your mind earlier, go ahead. <laughs> this no. is kitchen table talk. Dude. Yeah, I, uh, I'd i say like consolidation kind of comes in all different forms. And quite frankly, I would say most locals in the state are probably doing some form of consolidation. They just don't even know it. Like your most basic forms of consolidation can be um, like an ARA agreement. So you're, if anybody who's got an automatic uh, response area, you're basically doing what they call a functional consolidation. So you're, um, you're kind of... Uh, responding to an area uh, with multiple jurisdictions under the guise of like, oh, hey, we're, we're going to function as one department. And the idea being that um, so that those departments don't have to spend extra money on additional manpower and all that other kind of stuff. Your mutual aid agreements are essentially the same exact thing. It is designed to handle like a large scale incident. Because if every department was to try to set themselves up for a large scale incident, you'd have a lot of service you have a lot of extra equipment just sitting there idle, I'd say, most of the time and stuff like that. So um, we already kind of do that on a, uh, on a uh, Mavis level, on the ARA level. And then you kind of work your way up from there. Some places, they'll do things like um, they'll share a truck, for instance. Like, oh, we'll have one. this one truck from this town is going to go auto-aid to these neighboring communities. And those, so those neighboring communities don't have to staff and buy a truck and stuff like that and in return there's usually some sort of monetary fee uh that they all chip in to, to kind of compensate the, the department providing the truck um and it kind of just scales up from there so you could have places that will um they'll like uh, piatone in manhattan just prior to their their actual consolidation um we're sharing administrative chiefs or their chiefs for all their whole administrative staff was being uh was being shared between the two departments um, you could have some that do like joint training officers or, or, um, you know, EMS officers and stuff like that. And then it works its way all the way up to the idea of like, we'll be a full on, um, consolidation where two or multiple departments become one department. Um, we haven't experienced that at least in its 
truest sense. Uh, in here, we've had some places like, like I said, Manhattan and Piatone. Uh, Piatone dissolved as a department and was absorbed uh, into the Manhattan Fire Protection District. A similar occurrence happened with Highwood. Highwood was a department that uh, the referendum went to dissolve uh, Highwood, and then it was taken over by Highland Park. Um, Knollwood scenario is another north suburb one, uh, all-volunteer department. They've gotten uh, split between Lake Forest and Libertyville. So um, those aren't what you would call like your, our true consolidations that we look at in regards to like the, the, the act. Uh, but, um, you know, in a sense, in an effect, they've, multiple departments have been uh, merged into one. Just one department ceases to exist, and now it's just taken over by another. That's kind of maybe the more aggressive approach. I know we're kind of talking how um, consolidation kind of has that weird, I don't know, it's like a taboo <laughs> kind of name to it. And maybe it's time to rebrand. And I don't disagree. I just kind of find it fascinating that like that word can have just right. visceral <laughs> right. responses from people. And I just don't know why uh -huh. that's necessarily the case. So, um, yeah. So like I said, consolidations run the gamut as far as at the level of, uh, of kind of merging. Lyle and Darian is kind of art alluded to. They kind of they're the, the one that's kind of moved the most. They uh, they shut down a station and they cohabitate a station. And in the process, they are able to utilize each other's manpower um, for uh, you know re reductions in overtime. But then they're also um, they've increased staffing on the rigs as uh, going from, at least in Darian's case, they were two people on engines and now they're on three and stuff like that. So. Um, there's benefits that run the gamut. I mean, most of the time, people come to the table for when it comes to consolidation because of financial constraints. You know, we're, we we live in a world where, you know, we don't have unlimited resources as it comes to to uh, to revenue because it's mostly generated from taxes, which everybody loves. Um, so, you know, there's all this pressure to, on limited governmental resources and how to spread them around, um, and when money is tight. Typically, then you start the traditional model is like, oh, well, we're short on cash, so we either need to raise more money, so I raise taxes. That goes over really well with everybody. Um, or the alternative model is to cut services. Um, and you've seen that. I've experienced that in Waukegan, at least the threat of that for you know, many years and stuff like that. So um, what all cons uh, consolidation offers is like kind of like a third option. It's is there are ways by which we can explore um, areas where we can eliminate uh Duplication. So is it duplication of, um, you know, staffing? Is it duplications of administration? Is it duplications of, like, equipment? Like, I don't know. Everybody seems like they need to have their own truck. But then how many people actually, how many towns actually need a truck? Or even if they have a truck, do they staff it on a regular basis and stuff like that? So it's just sort of like exploring the idea of, hey, um, where can we, where are we seeing redundancies amongst the group? And if we work together, where can we kind of, eliminate those redundancies and through that elimination of redundancies you should should be able to either save money um or take the money that you were like for for the equal amount of money you were already spending you could reinvest that money into the and improve the services so the idea is like oh consolidation can read the reduced cost uh, uh can improve, improve services and ideally do if you can do them both um that's kind of like the win the ultimate win out of that whole thing so um and that's kind of what we're trying to look just for. There's a lot of opportunities that we've identified throughout the state um, to where like, hey, this could make a whole lot of sense. And that doesn't even address like, you know, finances are the one thing that it's, it's 
historically been the issue with consolidation. But now we look at like new hiccups that are coming down the pipe, like our fact that we're having struggles with recruitment and retention of, of personnel. Um, what happens to a department that can no longer you know, bring in personnel? Um, and is on and as and years of that, and now they're unable to provide a service. At some point in time, somebody's going to have to provide that service. Um, so, you could kind of look at consolidation in regards of like being proactive in the sense of like, okay, hey, this is an opportunity by which we can make departments larger, more attractive. There's more opportunity for growth um, and things along those lines. So, it can address you know obviously the financial aspect of things. It can address you know this wasn't something that was on our radar, but could it possibly address the the recruitment issue, um, could it address, um, you know, I always said it's an opportunity to expand, potentially expand collective bargaining in the areas that don't currently have collective bargaining. So um, it can it can address maybe the secondary employment issue since if there's larger departments and there's less opportunity for secondary employment. So from a labor perspective, you know, consolidation can potentially be viewed as a, a solution to a number of problems that we're currently experiencing. Yeah, and I think one, one part you're kind of hitting on too, we we generally thinking about suburban or departments like right next to each other. You get out of the Chicagoland area and around the state, west, downstate. You know, you have full time departments here in these in these counties, but then you have all these volunteer departments. They're suffering even more on the recruitment side than even you know what our guys are going through in the various locals and trying to recruit and hire right now. You know, you can almost see where you're starting to do more. Uh, coverage for those places because a lot of times the department's already doing it. Why not turn it into a positive and, and increase some revenue and provide better service to a, a whole regional area too? Um, and, and again, this is nothing new. It, it happens around the country. Uh, we've looked at various areas. We looked at Washington State. They have regional fire authorities. We looked at the Indianapolis area. Um, and all those have been positive moves. Um, it just... Uh, it's just finding hasn't somebody taken who's flight, willing right. to yeah. jump. Is it Maryland that has all the, the yeah, county, county-wide yeah. departments? Yeah, Maryland I mean, this is not, not something that's really new. Uh, and, and again, Mark, you did mention historically in Illinois, you know, another one I was thinking, Tri-State Fire District. They did take over, uh, I think it was Will Springs Willow or something. Springs. That was a local back in the day as well. You know, so this has kind of been going on for some time just here and there, just at, at different levels or different uh, uh, types of it, I guess. Yeah, and it's actually you mentioned the uh, the Washington State uh, enabling legislation. Like, it's almost identical to our enabling legislation. The weird thing is, it gets used there, and it does mm-hmm. not it hasn't gotten used here. So, um, it's just sort of kind of figuring out, like, you know, throughout the country, there's a lot of places that were enabling legislation, or at least action towards consolidation happens, and it it seems to go by, you know, it, it occurs and it goes by fine. In Illinois, we haven't really had any of that. You know, you, you see people dip your toe in the water, more or less. And that's perfectly understandable. That's natural. Most places are going to be like, well, let's, before we go full on, fully commit, let's, you know, let's see what this is going to be like. So maybe we'll start uh, small through some fun- functional consolidation. You know, we'll just, pick, like, we'll, we'll function as like, hey, our geographic area is, is now this and whatever the closest firehouse is, that one will respond. Um yeah, I think that's what you're you're likely to see, and they're going to be done through intergovernmental agreements, IGAs, more often than not. And that's the easiest step. Yeah, because it doesn't require it. anything else. I don't want to say like it's a problem with the act, but like whenever you're going to have to do referendums and stuff like that, that's just going to be intensive. You're going to have to spend a lot of effort to go out to the community, talk to the community. Um, you got to make sure all the parties are on board, so like that your uh, 
you know, the, the, the locals involved there aren't going to are, are on board and understand everything and aren't going to be uh, actively uh, campaigning against it. The same goes for the fire chiefs and the same would go for, you know, village uh, boards and city councils or whatever governmental entities are involved here. So if I may, just on the IGA, the intergovernmental agreements, they don't have to go to the full blown legislation right. side of it. And one area that does this and has done it for a long time is Romeo Fire Department and the Lockport Fire Protection District. They have a very long standing IGA to cover that area. Now, that assists Romeoville because they've had a lot of growth and then it assists Lockport to, to function as a district because, you know, they would lose taxing dollars if they didn't have this IG in place. So, you know, those departments and they're both our locals, you know, they have a functioning IGA that's long term, that's successful and, and a little easier than getting to the Regional Fire Protection District Act and, and trying to go through and, you know, have a vote and set all that that up uh, as a referendum. So again, that's just another example. Like these, these things are there; they exist. It's just trying to nudge the needle in a direction that it get people involved. Is, would you say, um, like, the major roadblock to to most of this is administrative driven, or? Uh, well, I mean, that's generally what you would uh, you'd naturally come to expect is because more often than not, you'd see like, hey, we're going to consolidate. We don't need you know, multiple fire chiefs and sure. any chief that's going to like potentially think that he's probably not going to have a job is probably going to not mm. be in favor of consolidating or right. yeah. that consolidation. Yeah. It makes complete yeah. sense. And that's um, human nature, right? Yeah. Self-preservation. Yeah. And right. I, don't, I mean, I don't yeah. blame him. Yeah. I think the same right. thing would happen if labor was the case. You're going to come to labor and you're going to say, Hey, look, we got two locals. We only need right. one or this, and we're right. just going to lose right. 50% of you. Like, well, of course they're not right. going to be in favor of that. So more often than not, I think what you have is that they, this concept comes up because of a need more often than not, it's financial. So then that brings the parties to the table and then they do just enough to resolve the immediate financial impact or crisis. And then things start to ease off and they're like, nah, we're pretty good here. We're fine. And that's like the, that's like the, the hurdle we can typically run up against. Um, I don't want to put it all on administrations because there's definitely had examples of where the locals just failed to understand the concept and, it may be they weren't communicating very well or their administrations or the city hall wasn't communicating very well. Their, their distrust seemed to exist beforehand that sort of mm-hmm. killed the efforts and stuff like that. So, I mean, it can very much go both ways. Um, but I think more often than not, it's your like, yeah, everybody's worried about like what's going to happen. Of course. You know what to you me, got. me, yeah. me, right. I get it. It's human nature. Like, you know sure. what you got right now? And right. you're like, Hey, things are going well. And why mess with a good thing? Uh, and then you're going to consolidate and you're like, well, what's that going to mean? Some people are like, oh, how's it going to change my vacation schedule? Or, how's, or am I going to have less days off? Are you not going to pay me as much? Or, or, you know, all these different things kind of come into play. And yeah, they're all things that are definitely like they're all legitimate. Like anytime- here's, here's the number one thing. You know what? Firefighters do not like change. change. <laughs> it's been around since the fire service was established. Yeah, Ben Franklin started uh, that. Uh, what, what's the uh, what's the line like? Or two hundred years of tradition unimpeded by progress. Yes, facts. Total fact. But so. you guys have been talking with the fire chiefs on a fairly regular basis, and are we, they they look? You guys are looking to like kind of do a joint consolidation. We have we've had uh, really good talks with the Illinois Fire Chiefs Association and their consulting uh, wing. Uh, we're looking at doing a meeting with. Um, 
their membership and talking a little bit more about what are the the hiccups in the road. And like Mark was talking and Chuck said, the the self-preservation side does kick in. But when we've talked to our brothers in Indianapolis or, or around Indianapolis or our brothers in Washington, it's not an immediate, like, we're cutting out half of administration and, and we're done. You know, to do a good consolidation, the amount of administrative work is immense. It, there is plenty of work. We will need plenty of administrators. And it's just maybe not everybody's going to be the full chief. Well, it takes years to implement, too. So Absolutely. It's, like, it's a marathon. Yeah. It's not a sprint. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people would be retired before it's like fully in place or whatever, you know, yeah. to be honest. And with a lot yeah. of the ones we started, it started with guys who were getting close to the end and wanting this to be part of their legacy plan. But once all the efforts started, they ended up retiring along the way. So for other opportunities or we don't know. what. I, I'm convinced like I, every every time any, if you're the chief, you're going to bring up like I'm going to lose my job. That's a legitimate issue. A guy's going to lose his job. Guy's vacation time. You know, like any number of things that come up to a person like they're legitimate, whether or not you think they are. Right. Or they're not. But they're like they're legitimate. But I am convinced that if we sit down, like if the parties just sit down, be open and honest with each other and then continuously communicate like we can come to solutions on these things. It might be, hey, we phase this particular thing in over time or hey this will only apply now after this particular date and everybody else is grandfathered in and things along those lines so um but everybody typically gets so worked up about the worst case scenario they think of in their heads and then they're just like i don't even want to talk about it i don't want to do it, it sounds awful and then it just kills the whole thing so like i said it can be killed by labor it can, can be killed sure. by city council it can be killed by the, the chiefs um so yeah it's uh we, it's being a, we need to be able to get in there, have these conversations, explain to people like um, why this thing makes sense and how this can benefit you. Because, again, I think at the end of the day, um, every party has an opportunity to, to experience some benefit out of this right. thing if it's done correctly. Now, if it's done unilaterally, like that's what our biggest concern was like when it came to the DuPage County uh, uh, chairman, mm-hmm. big push is like, oh, they're just going to force this. And without having labor, having a seat at the table, they'll just push this thing through without like legitimate considerations that uh, will negatively impact us and probably because they wouldn't even think about it. So if you have all the parties sitting down the table and bringing their different perspectives, I think you're likely to see a better product at the end of the day. And that's what just needs to be drilled into people's heads is that we're not looking to kill people's jobs. We're looking, if anything, we're looking to preserve jobs. More often than not, you're worried about the long-term viability of these departments. And they're like, hey, man, we're facing layoffs year after year after year after year. Right. Man, if you face a layoff and you're not talking consolidation, that's a problem. Like, you should definitely be doing it. If your town's going for a referendum to fund fire service, and you haven't talked at all about consolidation, that's a problem. Like you should like these are just moments where we failed to explore all the alternatives and just gone back to our normal model of like, well, let's jack taxes or let's fire some people. Let's have some fun with it, I guess. I don't know. It's just so I that's what I just want more and more people to become aware of. Like, hey, this is this is a concept exists. Your concerns are legitimate. Right. But I'm convinced if we can sit down and talk about this, we can come to a, a resolution that we're all happy with. I mean, if you're in a small department and you're like, man, there's no opportunity to go anywhere. We're losing people to some of these bigger departments that pay more and all that other kind of stuff. Like, cool. Like, you know, what will solve that problem. If you become a bigger department and you're able to pay more and provide better services, and more opportunity for growth. Like, I think most people just want to be part of something like that. So um, it's just getting them to understand, like, hey, what, you know, um, 
what's your concerns and what and, and what are your hopes? Uh, and mm -hmm. not to sound corny, what are your hopes and dreams sure. of this thing? Right, makes right. There? And, and then let's make it happen. Mm. I'm, let me be your dream maker, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we kind of know his bucket of glue. <laughs> we kind of know some of this history, though, based on the consolidation committee. One one of the main things the consolidation committee's done over the years is help provide funding for studies. Absolutely. And how many studies have we done, Art? So we have done five studies, and we've done a couple GIS studies to help out that weren't full consolidation studies. And just like Mark had said, some of these studies, like people actually started working with, and we made some progress. Um, Lyle and Darian were the first one. And we got partly down the road before, you know, they were happy with the progress they made and stopped. Um, you know, some of the other ones, we really had the opportunity to do some good things. But, you know, whether it was the, the players at the time or it was the politics, you know, it, I mean, there's a million reasons why it went right or wrong. But at the end of the day, it didn't go nearly as far as we had hoped. And the, the idea behind the studies is to at least give these people the opportunity to look at, hey, this is this is what this might look like a little bit. Yeah, what it, what the studies entail are essentially, you need to take a they do like a standards of coverage. Essentially, is what these studies are. If you're not familiar with that, is that they're just they're like GIS studies of your community. They lay out like where the where your call volumes coming in at, where your stations are located at, what your manpower is, and then it'll give out um, theoretical response times based off of um, just what kind of streets data. you have and stuff like that. But then because the more the way you're supposed to do it, you're supposed to use about three years worth of CAD data, uh, which requires us to get in and get your CAD data from uh, dispatch centers and stuff like that. And they're able to then kind of show exactly, hey, in theory, you're supposed to be able to reach these areas in this time. In actuality, you're reaching these areas in this time. And then they do that. So you have a you have an idea of how each department is currently functioning individually. And then what they'll do is they'll say, okay, well, now let's consider this as one geographic area, one department. What happens if we... Um, change a station location or what happens if we if we redu uh, eliminate one station but then increase staffing at this station and you're able to play around with all those things and the idea is to basically determine whether or not like does a consolidation between these two departments make any sense and i've yet to see a study that came back and said no this doesn't make any sense whatsoever um but that's the whole point is like hey let's just see if in theory this thing could work and if it works then cool and then let's get into the nitty-gritty details on how we how we start uh actually putting this thing into action stuff like that. So like, you know, all the questions of like the financials and stuff like that, that never comes in in phase one, which is what we're, we're funding. It's simply just a, could you function together as one department? Would that make any sense? So if a local's interested in this study, the AFFI has funded this through resolution, correct? That is correct. So how do, how do they go about like looking at it and what, what does this entail? What kind of funding is there for the study? So currently we have a 50-50 match for two studies that came out of committee uh, resolution at our last convention. One of the problems that we were running into as the, uh, as the um, AFFI committee was that people got involved and they, they took the study and then they read it and threw it on the shelf. We decided as a committee and then as approved by the membership to only fund the study at 50%. And get that some skin in the get game. Get some skin in the game, right. And it's to help our locals make sure that when they're working with their administration, whether it's a district or a village, that 
everybody has a little bit of skin in the game and a little bit of money instead of just playing with somebody else's chips. So the idea is that if um, a local is interested, that you know they should reach out to their district vice president, and we can help them get involved with the study. Um, the study applications will probably be coming out at the uh, by midsummer, but we're going to be putting out a survey um, probably just as soon as this uh, podcast drops, and it's a um, to get an overall view of how does the membership feel about the idea of consolidation, or should we change it to mergers and acquisitions? I'm not sure, but it seems to happen a lot. Those are those other ones. They're popular mergers and acquisitions. It seems like it's it. kind of very corporate, hostile takeover. Yeah, I don't uh, like it either. Vibe to it. I'm sure that will. I be. like the big, sexy fire department. Call volume, more money. Big, Johnson, guys. big Johnson Fire Department, mm-hmm. like the t-shirts you used to say back in the day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chuck's got one of those. <laughs> Where's yeah. Mac? Big Johnson. Uh, Where Mac Christmas, big, right? Mm-hmm. Christmas party. Yeah. No, no, I'm a no fear guy myself. <laughs> I what is it? I I work where the devil dances yeah. or plays or something. Fight what you like fear. That. Yeah, yeah. My job is to save your. If ass you consolidate, my other cars are fire engines. <laughs> <laughs> if you consolidate, Chuck and Mark will uh, give you a T-shirt as a consolation. Yeah, problem. that's fair. I, I feel bad. I don't feel Chuck. like that's a consolidation, <laughs> but you know. So yeah, so our, it's as the committee goes. So you guys are obviously got the studies. Going to release some of that coming up. You are going to release a survey to try to get some more information from the locals. What else is the committee focus on at this point? So the other thing the the committee does is that we will come out and talk, whether it's at your local meeting, we'll talk uh, with you, your local, and your administration. Um, the one thing that we've been very blessed at is over the course of the uh, time we've had the committee, we've gone down to the Metro East area. We've talked with our brothers down at Wood River and East Alton, and you know there was a lot of talk of consolidation um, of that area. It ended up not uh, being fruitful, but it did put the idea in their head. And we now have a couple members from the Metro East area serving on the committee. So it's not just an up north committee. We have our membership from all over the state now. And I think the best thing we can do is to try to get consolidation out as a viable option to staffing cuts and, you know, just a a general tax increase. Yeah, I think uh, education is kind of one of these areas that we just probably haven't done a good enough job getting out in front of the membership, telling about consolidation, talking to them about a little bit, the benefits of it, and, um, you know, basically have them like in their head every time, like, oh, they came to us with layoffs. All right, I want you to start, like, talk consolidation then. Have that be, like, one of the first things that comes to your mind as opposed to, like, oh, I guess we're going into concessionary bargaining. I want to take zeros or some shit like that. Um so same thing with, with uh, you know, when you're going to the community's going to a tax referendum because they don't have enough money and they're telling you, oh, we can't give you raises or whatever it is. We don't have any money. Look, we got to go to tax referendum. I'm like, well, I want you to be able to talk about consolidation, stuff like that. And even again, like consolidation sounds awful. Maybe we call it regionalization. Or whatever unification. Yeah. Unification. Yeah. yeah. Unification. Oh, unification sounds yeah. great. Uh, so I think like. And I think that's what a big part of the survey is just to identify is like how much of the membership even has an idea about this as a concept, like right. their, their understanding of it as a concept, and then their um, just kind of their gut reactions in, in regards to um, obviously the name, but like the, do they see it as a potential benefit for to improve staffing right. 
or viability or whatever the deal is. So I think once we get the survey back, which I would highly encourage anyone who does receive that, please give us your feedback. Um, we can then probably tailor or have a better understanding of like how we need to go out and conduct outreach and education with our membership. So, And I think even on the education part, at least if you take the information, hear it, understand it, like we said, our locals are autonomous. If, if you guys at the end of the day decide this isn't for you, okay. You know, um, but no harm. But when you have layoffs again, I, you know what I mean? We're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, and I, I think Mark hit on it earlier. I think the biggest thing right now that's going to maybe drive this conversation is the recruitment retention. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not getting anybody anytime soon. We don't think, um, you know, hopefully it does, but I, we hear all the time. These places are short 10 guys, 12 guys. Everybody's working a ton of overtime. We have no list. Um, and maybe it's a viable option, you know, and I'm sure it's not in the conversation. This is not in that conversation. I mean, if we're having this difficulty, like that is career professional firefighting's having this problem, recruitment. I mean, I can only imagine what POC and volunteer and contract. I mean, right. they got to be. Yeah. Just, I mean, I, I hope I, I think this is completely speculative. I don't have any data. I'll have to go back to the data nerds and get that. But uh I would imagine they'll have it's going to be a problem like the, and what happens then when your neighboring uh, POC department just can't bring There's on no POC one. and then folds right. and says, is he just going to fall in your lap? And you're like, well, I, yeah, we can't handle. I mean, mm-hmm. presumably it's not a, a huge call volume, but like now it's just like a thousand more calls right. on top of the however many you're already doing or something like that. And can your current staffing model provide that? Probably not. Um, so then you're going to have to like, we're going to have to increase staffing and it gives us all reactionary or the contract, like all of a sudden, just like a contract just says, Oh, Hey man, we're out of business and uh, mm-hmm. we're no longer gonna be able to provide you the 10 guys or whatever we normally provide to your neighbor. And now all of a sudden your department who doesn't do which they fire based EMS because it relies entirely on contract no longer has a contract provider like, okay, now what the hell do you do? So like these conversations, uh, uh I, I, I just, it's going to get hopefully better, but like, it, I don't see any sign of it at least right now. And certainly in those realms. So if this is some, should be a conversation that not only just it happens between like locals, like our locals, but like if your neighbors are yeah, mm-hmm. contractor POC, like how much longer are they going to stick around? And right. you know, I don't want I'm not wishing ill on anybody, but just for the realist mm-hmm. realism of it all, like yeah, and I mean, that's why the AFI is established. That's why you have a local union. That's why our delegates spoke at convention and provided funding for the consolidation committee. There's a, a number of good things that you know you guys have commented on, um, and hopefully some that are listening today that'll trigger something and they'll bring this to the union meeting. Why haven't we talked to volunteer fire department X or community Y? Maybe we should. Um, so I, again, there, there's nothing but pros in my mind that, that could, can come from here. And I would have to agree with you, Chuck, that a lot of this comes down to how do we judge the efficiency of our own operations? And then how do we look at like the regional fire service as a whole? And are we really being efficient? Are we being efficient in how we deliver service, in how we recruit, how we spend the public's money, and in turn, how we take care of our own people? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it is nothing more than making sure that we are doing the best we can with what we have. So, what are some next steps you guys got for the committee? So the biggest next step is, uh, you know, at having that uh, survey um, 
drop and it will be hitting the uh, hitting the email shortly and hopefully as soon as we get that data back we will be going through that and then providing a updated report to the membership and then as soon as we're um, we have all that data out we'll be putting out applications for the grants and hopefully be uh, awarding a grant and starting another uh, consolidation study so yeah. no go ahead oh I was just going to uh, say that one of the other things that we've um, been talked to by a couple of our locals is some of our locals that have apprenticeship programs are also looking to see if that's something that we can do on more of a regional basis. So getting back to the, um, the retention Recruit, and yeah. recruiting, you know, those who have those apprenticeship programs, um, you know, that may be something that we can tie in for further efforts going forward. If um, a local wants to get more information, you said earlier, they're going to hit a DVP up. They'll connect you with you guys. And what if um, the survey, you said it's going to come out soon, but the applications for the studies, that's this summer? That should be coming out this summer, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to recap a couple things there. And you're working with the fire chiefs. We so. are working with uh, the Illinois Fire Chiefs Association with their consulting side, and we had uh, two of their representatives out at our last meeting, and we had some really good, fruitful conversation, and hopefully we'll be able to visit them at their next meeting and try to cool. share the same. Chuck, yeah. I wanted to just hit one thing, too, and kind of mentioned earlier, we kind of brought Mark in to the AFI to kind of look at some of this consolidation stuff. It was fall 2019. We did a strategic plan, right? Mm -hmm. And one of our goals in there was to really look at consolidation. Why isn't it moving and things like that nature. And Mark's taken a lot of time to study the different areas of the state that might benefit from it. Uh, what happened to the various places that, you know, the studies went to. Why he interviewed both management and labor. Hey, why mm -hmm. didn't this work? Why didn't this take off? So the committee and, and the staff and AFI and our DVPs do have some good information at their disposal to kind of look at this if you're going to move forward with it. Yeah. I, Mark is Mark has done a, a tremendous amount of work on on consolidation specifically. Um, I, I know him and Art have you know been on this consolidation committee for, for quite a while. But, again, if you're listening and this is something that you think would be beneficial to your local or your, to, to your community, um, I, I know Mark probably has all the answers right at the, <laughs> right at the tip of his tongue. Sure. Um, but Mark, from legal. DVP, <laughs> Mark from legal. Mark from legal. And he's created you know, a number of different reports, and through the data department, uh, through your DDP, uh, would be more than happy to uh, have the committee or Art and Mark come out and talk to you, um, perhaps look at some numbers, and, uh, and go from there. So, again... Uh, this is, has to be, and Mark said it a hundred times, this has to be another tool in your toolbox to use that horrible catchphrase. <laughs> um, but it, it, it needs to be something that our local executive boards need to know about and need to know that uh, the importance of it and we can use it to, you know, to our advantage and to the community's advantage. So there's, there's no downside to at least learning about it. Yeah, I mean, as far as our committee is concerned, I think like uh, being a resource to our locals and stuff like that, whoever even want to just, hey, I, I don't know much about this. Just talk, chat with yeah. me a little bit about right. it. Cool. Happy yep. to chat with you about it. Hey, uh, we got an idea on what might work around here. Cool. 
come on, I'll, we'll come, we've done it before. We'll come on out. We can chat about it. Um, if you want some uh, actual information on like, you know, moving forward, like, oh, it's, this could work for us. Cool. Then, yeah, let's do that. Uh, let's get you involved, enrolled in uh, applying for that uh, grant for consolidation uh, study to be conducted. And then uh, if provided that comes back with, uh, okay, let's go, then, mm-hmm. okay, man, let's go. And I, I would say, like, it definitely, it's not, I mean, it requires work. Like, like a referendum right. requires work. Right. You don't just like, oh, hey, man, yeah. it sounds great. Let's do a study. Yeah. And we do, we just come in, we do a, a study, and you're like, all right, thanks, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Just like Art said, it gets stuck on the shelf. Like, it requires, like, you know, management to be on board. Um, it requires labor to be on board. You're gonna, we're gonna need access to the CAD data. So, like, you know, when, if you're working together with management, it's a hell of a lot easier to get CAD Correct. data than if you're not working with them. Um, city council or the fire board or whatever it is um, also needs to be in the loop. Um, they can, they sometimes are active, sometimes they're not active in this process. They can just sort of like defer to the chief. Um, but if you're going to explore this, it's not just a hey, heck, cool. Like both locals need to be actively talking to each other, bringing up their concerns with each other. Um, management needs to be talking to their counterpart as well, and then the locals and their manager and their chiefs need to be constantly talking, develop, have a sense of trust because distrust and miscommunication or lack of communication is a regular theme as to why a lot of these things don't go anywhere. Um, you just need to be actively engaging and talking about it. And if something comes up, like be, be able to feel free to bring that issue up and kind of try to flush it out through some, some dialogue and conversation. Um, I know we're more than happy to help facilitate or mediate in any capacity. If the, uh, you know, the chiefs have their, I chiefs have their own branch. I'm sure they're more than willing to do that or have everybody at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to require it's going to require effort. Like you're going to need to be prepared to be open and honest and um, and receptive to each different party's uh, uh, concerns and hopes and dreams and all that other kind of stuff. So <laughs> it's beautiful. You're your dream maker. <laughs> Can't wait to throw all the memes back in. <laughs> Cole, the dream maker. Any closing comments, Art? I'm sadly stuck with an image of him with a bucket of glitter, but. On top of that, I think the important thing, just like Mark said, is communications. And so many times, you know, it, things fall apart because we don't take the time to communicate with each other. It's it's easy to be angry. It's easy to be scared of what consolidation might have. But at the end of the day, you know, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your local. You owe it to your taxpayers to say, is there a more efficient way that we could be doing what we do? And it doesn't always mean we're going to cut something. It means that maybe we're going to be able to do more or maybe we're going to be able to do it better. But the only way to get there is to really take the time to evaluate it. So I think it just really comes down to really good communication with your membership and, you know, with your admin. Maybe Art, you should offer a prize to the listener that comes up with the best term to replace consolidation. Beat rad, a beat unification. Is that what yours? Unification. Yeah, unification. Mine's been possible. regionalization. So if you can beat that, I'd be curious. Uh, I would come say up with that, a logo too. That'd be kind yeah, of cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say that I won a New York hook in the uh, Evanston uh, March Madness uh, fundraiser. Fundraiser, and I would be willing to donate that to whoever comes up with a better name, better than. Unification. Evanston's going to be really happy. And consolidation. 
What uh? You got a bread maker too? You want to throw in there? Where do you have Stay this? Stay out of my wedding gifts. Jeez. <laughs> where do you have this New York cook? Is it like stored in your truck in case you need it, or what? It is currently with uh, the Evanston uh, Prize Committee, and I have not picked it up as of yet. But I will be meeting uh, Tim Gobatch later this week. What's the length on this thing? Six, it's not about it the length. It's not about the length. Not not the four footer or whatever. Is it, it new is? or used? It appears to be new. Huh. You should hang it above your fireplace at home. I am sure Mrs. Thompson would not like that. Might be able to use it around the yard. <laughs> I probably won't use it a lot at work. You know, so. we got the uh, fire, the four-foot hooks now uh, in Waukegan, and uh, a couple of the guys have uh, taken to doing infomercials, calling it the fire service cane. <laughs> and uh, shout-out to Paul Rice and uh, John Calabrese for their efforts in that. But, uh, yeah, maybe uh, coming to social media near you. Yeah, maybe. All right, guys. Well, appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you, the guys, time for to seriously. talk to us about this for, topic. For it's, again, it's a topic I don't think it's enough coverage maybe and or thought. And uh, hopefully this uh, podcast getting out there gives it a little more of a look from our locals and our members and a thought about it. And they at least look into it and reach out to our committee. Well, thank you very much, Luke and uh, Chuck, for having us out today. And uh, we appreciate all you do to uh, support us all. Do you want to tell Marzullo that you love him or anything like that? Jerry, we always do love you, but. I was going to throw it out there. I am with legal and can be used to fill in for Jerry. You might. (laughs) Whatever you need. Mark, I'm telling (laughs) you. legal. Depending on how well this episode does, you might replace him. I'm going to need thumbs up or stars or whatever the ticks and talks and looks <laughs> and faces. The ticks and, and uh, Yeah, the, the instant grams or whatever it is that are out there. Give me your likes. Uh, I need to replace Jerry. Looking for another moonlighting gig. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you for showing up, and thanks to everyone for listening. And hopefully you are with us in the next episode when it drops. Take care. See you.